0: www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready, ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If we listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network.
1: My friend, good day.
0: Good day, mate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's the weather like in Brisbane today?
0: Oh, it's beautiful, like Florida. Oh you my goodness! Uh, we we got beautiful weather here.
1: Is it that, that way year round?
0: Hey. Is it that way year round? Beautiful weather. Yeah, most of the year. Yeah, most most of the year it's this way, and um, uh, we can we can wear shorts all through the year mainly. Wow, that's what I'm talking about.
1: Um, <laughs> how far is Brisbane from the Golden Coast? Educate me on your
0: geography. One, one hour. Not far at one all. One hour. And, um, yeah, it's a main highway. It's pretty busy, you know, but it's about eight lanes, I think, eight or nine lanes Wow, highway. And it's pretty busy. And there's a uh, train, train service. You can catch the train, brand-new train running between Gold Coast and Brisbane. Brother, that's yeah. great. Well, there's about nearly two million people I think live in this area. Now, what's Brisbane known for? Good seafood. <laughs> it's uh, well, it's the uh, it's it's the main city of the state of Queensland, so called state. And uh, I don't know what it's known for. It's it was just like a where all a lot of pioneers came in the early days and settled because there's a river here and Brisbane River and uh, it's not it's a very big city geographically it's spread out and uh, so uh, no particular thing I don't think Brisbane's known for well that's
1: cool speaking of Australia is it true that Paul Hogan has just come out with a new movie or is getting ready to release Crocodile Dundee 3
0: I don't know he might be
1: (laughs) if so I want to see it um
0: that and was been a funny movie, the first one. It was oh, pretty yeah. cool. I like pretty Paul cool Hogan. movie. Do
1: you remember yeah. him when he used to have his own comedy show back in the days?
0: Yeah, the Paul Hogan show. Yeah, we remember that. And he, he was a painter on the Sydney Harbour Bridge. He, That's right. He worked as a, a painting contractor. and uh, But, you know, they were really funny. They were funny guys. Him and uh, Strop. And... Uh, they, they had a good show. and well, Amazing how they struck it big, you know. Good, good for him, unlike Paul Hogan. Yeah, Strop, <laughs> I think Strop, his partner, bought the hotel at Byron Bay, which is about another hour south of me here. Dude, and, I'm uh, coming out
1: to see you one of these days. I'm closer than ever before, about four and a half hours
0: by plane. Yeah, Shoot. man. You, you When I, uh, I just started building my house, I getting a slab for the garage put down next week, and uh, when I got my house, you know, you guys are welcome to come out and stay on the island with me, it's just off of Brisbane, and um, welcome to come and stay, and uh, I'm making it sort of a ministry house, and uh, beautiful there, very peaceful, you know.
1: I'm excited for you, brother, that sounds great, and if you're... Just joining us out there. Welcome aboard. We're excited to bring back to you Peter Whiffen. You asked for him. He's here, here Here he is. And, uh, Peter, we're going to get you scheduled regular every week if you
0: got time. Um I've yeah, um, uh, um to make time. You know, it's really important, I yes. believe. Yeah, really important.
1: We uh, were down for, last
0: week. I uh, had
1: some technical issues, but we're back up. And with that, um, we're glad to have Peter here tonight, folks. Call yeah. someone. Invite him to tune in. And with that, uh, we're going to get started. Peter, uh, the mic is yours tonight. Do you want to open us up in prayer? Yeah, let's have a prayer.
0: Praise the Lord for everyone. Um, thank you, dear Father God, for everything that uh, you are. You know, myself, I'm so glad, dear Father God, you are who you are. And I thank you for your way of salvation, <clears throat> that you did it this way. And uh, it's amazingly wise and uh, opens up progressively. Uh, Thank you very much for that. Um, We really want the Kingdom of Heaven to be with us today. Uh, We would like to have our inheritance today. Um, Please come and be with us and walk with us and be with us and help us today, dear Father God. Please open the eyes and open the ears so we can understand. Please give us your spirit of understanding. Let it, let it be imparted to us today, uh, dear Father God. We love you and praise you, and we thank you for everything you're doing. Um, we uh, know that through the Scriptures, dear Father God, that you are doing everything in the world for good. And even though we don't see it, uh, we know that you use it for good because that's what you're telling us that you do and uh, I believe that and thank you dear Father God for that and, and I ask dear Father God that everyone listening today and in the future uh, receive your inheritance receive the proceeds of the cross that you paid for for us in Jesus name Amen, amen, amen. amen, amen.
1: <laughs> Peter the mic is yours and you take all the time you want my friend welcome back
0: all right, praise the Lord for you all, and thank you, Shannon. Well, um, my, my week on the Gold Coast has uh, uh, been interesting and uh, spiritually wise. Uh, uh, <coughs> had a mum uh, bring down a little, uh, little boy, 12 years old, and um, really nice-looking little boy, uh, little guy, <laughs> little dude, <coughs> and... Um, <clears throat> but uh, he's been getting angry for nothing You know, and, and you know when you hear in this business uh, Anger for no reason You know, my ears pluck up And uh, then um, he's, he threatened to kill his mum <laughs> And uh, he uh, um, just loses it he, he's been in every school. He's at the special school, and, and they're talking about kicking him out. And she dragged him around to uh, every single psychiatrist she could, she, you know, worldly psychiatrist she could get her hands on. And um, anyway, in desperation, she she brought her down. She brought the boy down, and we just sat downstairs in the sun, and uh, it was very very interesting because. Uh, of what's happened now, he uh, sat down with the mum and they were they were talking and I was yak yakking and um, uh, the mum jumps up and says, "I'm getting hot and uh, something's happening, something's breaking off me or something," and uh, she starts jumping around and I'm just talking, you know and um, Anyway, she sits back down, and the little bloke's looking on his phone and looking everywhere else. He, he really doesn't want to be there. He, at one stage, he grabs his mum's car keys and walks off, and and I go, oh, "How rude, man! We're talking to you, and uh, you're leaving like this." So, in a minute, in a little while, he came back. But it's a really interesting scenario, and uh, one for us all believers to uh, uh, look out for. What I'm finding is that children whose, whose parents or parent drops the ball, um, if, if the father drops the ball, 99 times out of 10, the devil will get in there. And uh, this little bloke, he's never seen his dad, you know, and that uh, just hasn't wanted anything to do with him. So, you know, how do you minister to that? Um, yeah, you know, do you start saying you should and you shouldn't and, and all of that? So anyway, I, I talked to the little guy and um, I explained to him, and this is really good to explain, that our natural parents only made the flesh. They're the parents of your body. The sperm goes into the egg and the egg multiplies from your parents and – that is your flesh. But our Father in Heaven, the Creator, He, he makes the body. Uh, sorry, He makes the soul and puts it in the body. So um, it's a partnership. The Creator and our parents made us. The God Almighty does say plainly that he, he made us in His mother's womb. We all know that scripture. But have we realized that our parents are not the be-all and end-all of the whole story. It's a partnership between the Creator and our parents that's making us. Parents make the flesh, and the Creator puts the spirit in, the soul. And apparently, in science, they've found at the moment of conception, there's a flash of light. Now, I did see this uh, when my uh, second eldest daughter was conceived. I saw, uh, like a... I don't know how I saw it, but it was a comet of light going into my wife's belly, whoosh, like that. And I said, we've got a baby. She (laughs) looked at me weird. And uh, sure enough, that was the date of conception that we found out later. So those that – why am I saying all that? I'm I'm saying all that because I ministered to this young guy saying that even though your physical – Oh man, your dad took off and rejected you. Your real father in heaven has not rejected you. So, really, you're not rejected by your father, the one that really counts the Lord God Almighty. And we know he hasn't rejected you because he sent his son Jesus, came as himself in the form of his son Jesus, and save the world, so he loves you, he goes to love the world anyway, um, that's a good way to administer to people that have been rejected by their parents in any way shape or form, and, and I have another guy that his parents told him the story, they were going to abort him, and it, his uncle talked him out of it, and he's an emotional wreck over that, he, he, he had to live all his life over that But now since I've spoken to him about it, he's really – he's a believer. He's really settled down and uh, started to make some real progress. So anyway, this boy is on his phone and the mum tries to take his phone uh, away and uh, he punches her. (laughs)
1: Right
0: right in front of me. And uh, before I knew it, I found myself saying – if you punch your mum again like that, I'm going to call the cops and they're going to take you away and lock you up in a mental home. (laughs) And and he looked at me and uh, the mum got the phone and uh, then I found myself giving it to him. Uh, uh, I said to him, had your old man hung around, he probably would have kicked your butt. And all I see is a spoiled little brat it's got no respect, not thankful for anything. And I said, and furthermore, you're disrespecting your mum. You're going to die young, according to the Bible, and you're not going to be happy. So don't expect anything out of life. You've got no future. <laughs> and he looked at me, man. And uh, anyway, we go on. I go on talking, and he's looking up at the stars. He's looking everywhere. I just, and uh, uh, then, he, then his mum said, Um, Well, I found myself saying to him, uh, look, I'm really sorry I went that hard on you, but I had to crack the nut. You know, I I had to get through to you somehow, and I believe that's how I could. And uh, he smiled. So he smiled, and uh, hang on one sec. sec. We're live with Peter Whiffin, if you're
1: just joining us. He's coming to you from Brisbane.
0: Australia. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All, right. all right. Sorry, Shannon. That's Back all right, my it. friend. Yeah. We're so, live uh, and My friend, friend just turned up, Renee.
1: <laughs> Shouts out to him. Good night. Hey.
0: Praise the Lord. <laughs> I baptized Rene in the ocean at Surface Paradise. Him and his son one day, didn't we? It was beautiful, Peter, wasn't
1: it? Yeah. Welcome aboard, Rene.
0: (laughs) He he's seen the demons manifest. Sometimes I've let him have a look when I'm doing deliverance. And and one day we're doing deliverance, and and the uh, the demon out of the person yelled out, "Is that you, Rene? Rene? Or where's Rene?" Uh, I want a bit quiet. <laughs> R- Renee went white. He- <laughs> he I know Jesus and I know Rene,
1: but who are you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Peter says, he's right here. And they went silent, didn't it? <laughs> it did. It did, yeah. <laughs> so we got a lot of adventures, you know, adventures in the Lord, adventures in the, uh, Christian life. So anyway, uh, this little guy um, looked up at me after I got up at him, this little 12-year-old. And um, his mum said, Peter's got YouTubes, <clears throat> so he wanted to know my channel. And he gets on his phone, and he, he looks up, and to my surprise, he said, I followed you. And um, is that you? Oh, yeah, I followed you. And then he went on my Facebook. And uh, so anyway, they were going, and uh, I went to shake his hand. He pulled his hand back, and I thought, oh, here we go. And he then he gave me open arms and a huge hug, Shannon. <laughs> wow, wow. So I was able to say to him while he was giving me a hug, you know that that you're loved, and uh, you've got a future, and uh, and uh, everything's cool, and uh, I can help you to uh, uh, to get peace in your life and all of that, and you're a very special boy. And uh, with that, off he went. Well, yesterday they came back, and and, uh, the mum had texted me. He's got voices in his head. So, praise the Lord, the the whole thing's coming to the surface. And uh, he came back, and he sat down, and he said, do you think I'm any better? So, uh, and the mum said that, oh, one of the things I said to him, which is really interesting, stirring up the demons, I I said to him when he was playing up, I, I I said, and furthermore, I'm going to teach your mum to control you, and I'm going <laughs> to... He's shaking his head. And I'm going to teach your mum to handle the demons in you. And uh, with that, he went white in the face. But uh, yeah, anyway, yesterday he turns up, and uh, we're talking, and I haven't got to a point where I believe they've got enough understanding to really pray deliverance. So we're just talking away. and And to my shock... He, he starts yawning out spirits and so does his mum. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> and then he, he he got in a fight at school the day before and the school's going to kick him out. So I gave him the advice to pray before he goes to school to, to have the peace of God, love of God go with him. Because you can use the love of God with no skill. And, and this is a really good thing for people to remember that when you're dealing with people... Um, you can just teach them how to pray a little prayer about wanting the love of God in their life and uh, that's so powerful because the our loving God creator made it that way that we don't need skill we don't need a bible degree we don't need anything all we can do is use the love with no skill so I'm getting him to use the love like dear father God I'm going to school today please come with me today and bring your love with you so that Everywhere I go today it's peaceful See And that is enough I believe So anyhow the little guys Agreed to pray <laughs> And then, then I saw His aura and he had white The white glow around his head And I'm thinking to myself Praise the Lord he's so faithful He's working with this little guy And uh, So uh, Bro, that's Um, awesome. Wow. Now, this lady had taken this little kid all around the place. And now they're talking about coming back with the four-year-old because the four-year-old's doing the same thing. So it's running in the family. And uh, they let me know that all the way home, the two of them were yawning. All the way home. Wow. Wow. So uh, just us as saints... Uh, anointed saints who, who are carrying the power of the love of God it can affect someone just by talking to them. Um, you know, there's, we don't have to do formulas, you know. I, I did say, you know, I bind every spirit there and any spirits in these people have to come out. I did say that. But um, they didn't know I really said that. They were looking, you know, they didn't know what I was doing. But um, – you know, I remember Jesus. You know, we know the story—the of the issue of blood with Jesus. And he's just walking along, and the spirit goes out of him and heals this lady. He, well, he didn't even know who she was, but God's looking at an opportunity. He read the faith of the lady and and moved for her. And Jesus didn't know till later that um, who she was. So we can have faith as believers that. Where are you going and what you're doing? You're carrying this. It, uh, God Almighty's living in us and uh, looking for a chance to help the creation, to help help His beloved ones. So, uh, so that was the story uh, with the with the young family. Now, she wanted to pay me money. Oh, I can pay you money and and all of that. And and I I just go it's my personal thing, but I, I just go no. I don't want to get money involved. I'll, I'll help help for free because, um, you know, love is free and i just help and let's see the glory of God, let's see the goodness of God coming through for you. And in this way it's all for, for the show, the goodness of our uh, loving creator and we can show that and uh, they will never forget these two meetings for sure. No matter what happens, and and I think that little guy entered the kingdom of heaven. I got a I got a thing there that he really took it on board. Uh, also, the second meeting, he gives me another great big hug. So uh, love, you know, covers a multitude. And uh, so when we minister with the best for everyone in our mind, I believe that's where the power of God really, really comes. Uh, I was also asked uh, this week to do a Bible study at a local church group <laughs> out of the blue. Uh, we're going to run a Bible study, and uh, we want you to come and do it. <laughs> so, what do you what do you teach? You know, like the, the, these are seasoned Christians want to have a Bible study, and yeah, who am I? You know, what do you teach? So,
1: uh,
0: <laughs> be kind. Oh well. Uh, I just got the idea Let's start at the beginning So we, we started at Genesis <laughs> and, and I got every one of them to read a passage uh, out And then um, we did the first chapter And I went through the first chapter And um, they were gobsmacked Because what I what I did was I just started thinking and remembering And and sharing with God, what God has shown me About the first chapter And um, and uh, things like um, the water was there in the beginning before God said, let there be light. And, you know, I'd never realized that before, that actually water was pre-light. It was existed before light. And that um, God made the light and said it was good, and then he divided the, the darkness out of the light so, so how's that? Uh, like light had darkness in it um, and God divided it. Um, just all sorts of little things like that that are sort of very interesting. But it's the, uh, the message of, the, of salvation right there that with us, God is dividing the darkness out of us. And uh, that's his uh, mission is to you know, get us washed white as snow in the blood And um, So uh, uh, It's right there in Genesis We can see that it's all happening Like God could, could have made the universe any way he wanted But he makes it With a message involved And uh, if we look at it with the eyes To see a message Then we're going to get the message Like I, I just imported A couple of little cars from Japan And, and uh, little Nissan Cubes You know little naughty looking cars and now, now, because I've noticed them, I see them everywhere. And I, my friend said, I see those cubes everywhere too since you got them. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and it's like, we'll see what we're looking for. We're going to see what we're looking for. So here's uh, a way of seeing the truth is to decide to look for the truth. And the, and the truth that's right in our face, been there all along, and we haven't seen it, we'll start seeing it. And um, – So this is the dividing of the darkness uh, out of the light, letting us see the light. And uh, the intention of uh, God, I believe, is to have us to do that. So um, it's natural for the Creator to to show us the light divided from the darkness. So those people who think, uh, you know, and some people might think, um, you know, God doesn't have attention to me and he's not noticing me and, on nothing and um, no important and all of that sort of stuff uh, no, no, not at all um, he says we're the crown of his creation and that uh, every one of us is unique and important, uh, that important that Jesus lost his bloodline and um, this is another thing we talked about, you know, the two atoms and um, I'd never heard it preached in the 30 years I've been saved I, I just never heard a preach down the church About the two Adams That there's two species of human beings And <clears throat> the, the second species Jesus Christ It was born, not begotten And that he He sacrificed his firstborn uh, Firstborn children All his children uh, That could potentially be born On the cross with him And that Um he carries the seeds of those children. And um, this is the doctrine of the, the seed. So we find that seed doctrine in Genesis. Uh, everything was made after its own kind, with seed in itself. Oh, why? Why? So that we can be saved. God made it in the beginning. He made everything with the seed in itself so we could be saved by the seed in him. Jesus Christ, who is God, has seed inside him. And that seed um, was, was because of Jesus' coming, uh, related to Mary, and had the, uh, the Bible says that Jesus Christ was born from the flesh. According to the flesh He was born in the family of David It says So his body Was born in the um, In the family of David And that family Had the promise That one of the descendants Would be uh, Had the promise of Abraham Which was a promise of Uncountable Seeds Uncountable descendants So as we know the bible says that Jesus Christ was the recipient of the promise of Abraham and therefore the seeds inside him can't be counted they're uncountable um, we're talking legalities now like um, how many children could Jesus Christ have had and um, I I actually describe it uh, to people uh, this way Like I've got an apple in my hand here You know I just imagine it <coughs> What's inside that apple Seeds Are those seeds part of that apple Yes Now if I plant that apple How many apples Can come from that one Apple If you count how many apple trees Could be born and how many apples And if they're planted how many apples you know, and they plant themselves, they fall off the branches and start growing. So, it doesn't need any help. Nature, the apples grow. So, how many apple trees? And you can't count them. Um, so, if I get that apple and, and burn it and destroy it, really, I've, I've destroyed a priceless object. It, it can never be replaced. All the apple trees and apples that would come from that apple. So, under technicality, to repay that destroyed apple, no one could. So, Jesus Christ is that destroyed apple, or or he's destroyed as the second Adam, according to the flesh. Flesh is crucified. Uh, the flesh died. But the interesting thing is, the seed is held in the flesh. The seed is in the body, and um, this is uh, uh, alludes to the scripture, which puzzled me a long time. We're born again from incorruptible seed. So, where is that incorruptible seed that's allowed us to be born again? And it's inside the body of Jesus Christ, because God, in His wisdom, didn't let Jesus Christ's body corrupt. He said I won't, it was prophesied I won't see my body, uh, his body corrupted So um, when he wasn't corrupted The seed inside him never corrupted It never returned to dust So then the body was resurrected So the seeds inside the body are resurrected The flesh is resurrected And um, is sitting at the right hand of God So thus connects the scripture That we are, when we're born again Seated at the right hand of God Inside the body of Jesus Christ who's seated there So technically, for all legal purpose We are sitting right next to God, the Father So um, the Bible also says, don't you know, you were crucified with Christ. Well, how? You know, this is 2,000 years later we're born. How How did I get crucified with him? That happened a long time ago. But no, the, the seeds were crucified. So you now become, for all legal, technical purpose, one of those seeds that you're born again of, which gives you the legal state of being crucified with with Christ. So that makes it personal for every single one of us. Once we're born again, we have the credit of the crucifixion. And why why is that important? Well, if you're talking to lost people, it's really important, and it's important anyway, that we are accounted for all legal purposes of being crucified. Therefore, for all legal purposes, we are the victim of the crucifixion. Now, the victim can never be blamed for the crime. So the guilt of the being responsible for the crucifixion has gone from us, and we are we are accounted for all purposes as resurrected with Jesus Christ, which guarantees our resurrection. So I, I wondered why Jesus left, and, and I wonder why he's coming back and going through all that trouble. And then I realized... The seed in him is being kept safe in heaven. When there's no thief, we have a legal connection to that seed uh, certificate written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and we, um, virtually, the Lamb. It could, it could be called the Lamb's Book of the Seeds of Jesus, if you want to call it that. But that's how it can be called, I believe. It's the family of Jesus Christ recorded in a book, but when you know, I, I, I said to I said to God, you know, why did you go and um, leave us here? And um, you can't get your inheritance. You see, a, a person accounted as dead who's left the earth leaves a will, last will and testament. So he left his last will and testament, which is the New Testament, that we have an inheritance and the inheritance of the saints. Now, technically and legally, we all have that. Inheritance because we earned it on the cross by being crucified. We didn't actually be crucified, but we have a legal rights of the crucifixion now because of the seed. So that gives us an inheritance of everything that Jesus lost, and it can't have a price on it. It bankrupted the universe, I believe. So that is the inheritance of the saints, and it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 that we've been given already. All things says it a couple of times, so we've been given all things, and even ourselves, Jesus Christ owns us because He owns His seed, it's His seed. And He, when we get born again, we become owned by Him as one of the seeds. So, you know, my children are my flesh and blood, so we technically are the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ, the family, flesh and blood. So, that's what we are. So he Overcomes Satan We overcome Satan by being born Again into the bloodline of Jesus Christ and why Why has Satan got to do with it Well Satan is Guilty of the crucifixion He entered Judas And betrayed Jesus so Satan you remember at the Communion entered into Judas And I believe Jesus was talking To him saying what you got to Do do quick so Satan knew that Jesus was the son of God without a doubt because I believe he was there at the transfiguration where Jesus uh, was with Moses and Elijah and the the, uh, inner circle. So uh, God said, this is my son, I'm well pleased, listen to him. And um, I believe God was speaking to the spirits all around there. They would have had devils following them everywhere. The devil would be interested everywhere Jesus went. So... Um, God, those other guys knew who Jesus was so God was speaking to people who didn't and that was the devil so the, the, uh, the devil is fair and square guilty of the cross now he has to reap what he sowed and if you think about it he's got to reap the lost seeds he, he's got to reap the value of every life that could have come from Jesus' loins so that life bankrupt Satan and uh, Before that he told Jesus he had the kingdoms of the world But he lost them at the cross in bankruptcy Uh, Jesus said it's finished and the God of this world is now judged So the judgment came on Satan Because he killed the eternal son Now if you kill an eternal son You're going to reap an eternal death Now what's that got to do with us? Well, mankind all had sinned And... and, uh, and Corrupted and are guilty of the son having to come man's rebellion actually uh, I believe the Bible leans towards that man's rebellion caused the cross God so loved the world he had to come and rescue it so everyone Jesus said was guilty unless they believed and This is why a person is not guilty when they believe because they accept to be born again And therefore cannot be ever guilty of the death of Jesus Christ Because they are actually have died with Jesus And that's what the baptism says We die and we're raised with Christ Well the seeds died and the seeds were raised with Christ And we are one of those seeds So it's very interesting, the seed technology And uh, God has made that And he made it right up in the beginning of uh, Genesis To show us the rules, to show us the way. And he didn't compromise. So um, when Jesus returns, it says that the saints are raised from the dead and those alive will be transformed. Um, Why? Because we will be connected physically with those seeds. Jesus is coming back like a container of seeds. And he, he's, we, we will now be reconnected physically with our seed inside Jesus Christ. And we will be born uh, or, or, or converted into or raised from the dead into what he is. Because the seeds have been raised from the dead and have uh, no corruption. We will then be raised from the dead and have no corruption. So the seeds make it practical for it to happen for each and every one of us. So this is, uh, this is the wisdom of the cross, the message of salvation, which what I believe it needs more study, it needs more looking into, and we will find that it's personal to every single one of us. It's not just a whim or an idea or a philosophy. It's actually a personal happening, uh, actually, to each and every one of us. Many people say they have a conversion experience and they do feel that, but it's recorded, and for all intents and purposes with the Creator, it means that He can do it the right way, doing the right thing. Now, it's got nothing to do whether you're a good person or not at the moment because those seeds are uh, held in righteousness in Jesus Christ. Of course, we're born again in our soul, and our soul is reconnected to the Creator, and then we we are called to walk according to His spirit or his software, his programming, which is love, basically. Um, love is the way that you judge it. All things done in love are from the creator, out of love. If you're nice to the dog, the cat, that's the creator. If you're if you treat your neighbour as yourself, that's the creator. If you're wishing the best for everybody, that's the creator. If you're not lying, like lying what is lying? If you have a look at lying, it hurts people It misleads people It, it really steals from people You know, he lied He lied and, and people lie to get people to do things Doing a deal they're never intending to fulfill Well, that's not love right? That's that's misleading and, and deception Not love And if you have a look at all the Ten Commandments They're all about love So um, we walk in that, but our flesh at the moment is the is descendant of the first Adam who wanted no evil. So we've we got a problem here while we're waiting to be raised from the dead from the second Adam. And we will be uh, made incorruptible. What a joy. What a joy. And the other thing is, is that uh, Jesus Christ had eternal life because he didn't have the sin of Adam in his seed like Joseph's seed never touched Mary. So um, the, uh, the seed of the father was was the creator and uh, an eternal life was born. And that eternal life is in the seeds. When the seeds were raised from the dead, it, it's like eternally raised. So that gives us a guarantee of our eternal life and... That's the, that's the wonder. So better than, you know, and, and furthermore, where the Creator's doing everything, He's delivering us and healing us down here, even our incorrupt bodies, our corruptible bodies, He's healing them. But, you know, uh, no, no healing is going to last forever because we'll all die. So um, it's even the love of God giving a, a really a temporary relief uh, on his creation because he loves loves us. so uh, when when I see deliverance and when I see healing happen, uh, I really know now it, it's watching the love of our creator, the love of Jesus Christ doing something, loving his creation. So it's a good way I believe of looking at that and um, when you're praying for people, You're merely asking for the love of the Creator to come and help them. If if we do that, we've done our part. So we, we really should focus, I believe, our faith on that God loves us and that He really wants the best for us. So if we focus our faith on that, that's going to be a foundation. These three things remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. So, um, loving our neighbour as ourselves as a Christian is 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 um, washing their feet. You know uh, the story of the foot washing. Jesus washes the feet of Peter, and Peter arcs up and says, um, "Wash me all over." And, um, and Jesus Jesus said, "You're clean." but you need a wash. Well, what's that? Um, If we look in the natural, as Apostle Paul says, let's look at the natural to see the supernatural. When we walk up a road, you know, like recently in those days with sandals on, feet get sweaty and the dust of the road sticks to your feet. You can be sort of pretty clean in the rest of your body, uh, but your feet get extra dirty. And um, Jesus said to Peter, you know, like, what's the real purpose of that foot washing? And, you know, I, I see church leaders bending down and washing feet, saying they humbled themselves. I, I think they missed it. I really think that's missing it. It could be part of it, but it's missing it. Because uh, Jesus said to Peter, you don't know what I'm doing now, but you will later. Well, Peter had his foot in the bowl. So how did he not know what Jesus was doing? He knew he was getting his feet washed. But what I believe is happening is Jesus was showing do deliverance for each other. When you're in this world, you'll have the demons attaching to you. You'll have the dust of the world attaching to you, the curse, because the dust is referred to as cursed. Cursed is the ground for your sake, Adam. So that's the curse coming on us just by being in the world like you can be in traffic and some guy gets really upset with you for nothing really and gives you the finger as he goes past who knows what he cursed at you and 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 um so Jesus sort of saying like do deliverance for each other pray for each other and that is the foot washing and it's interesting it's in that uh, that demonstration that Jesus said if you don't do this you'll have no part of me what does that mean? Wash your feet? Have part of Jesus? No. Jesus' name means Yahweh is the savior. Christ means the anointed Messiah. So, God the savior. You'll have no part of God the savior. In other words, you won't get your deliverance if you if you don't do this. You won't get your your progress, your your salvation which is salvation, I believe, is not just being born again. It's being restored from the corruption of the creation. So salvation is it called complete restoration, and we're, we're a work in progress. So if you don't pray for each other properly and wash each other's feet, so to speak, wash the dust off, the, the wrinkle, wash the garments with the blood of Jesus Christ, then You can't get the progressive salvation that we're being promised, the overcoming. So this is why I encourage everyone to start doing deliverance, start doing healing. You don't have to be um, full-on Bible student study or whatever. God Almighty recognizes it, and if you're using the love, you're using the milk, and you don't need any skill. You can merely play, oh, dear God, help this person. Send your love. Anyone can do that. And you watch, stand back and watch the miracles happen. So, um, you know, I think I said the story. I was in Fiji in the coffee shop, Corey Jeans, and this uh, hit lady sat down. She said she was a Hindu. I just said, cool, um, clubhouse. <laughs> she said she had sore knees and her life was ruined now because of the knees problem. And uh, I, I said, You want to meet the Creator? And uh, I believe his name's Jesus And uh, he, might, he might fix that for you Right Now I never committed God Who am I to commit God to anything God has committed himself in his word But I'm not going to So I said Would you like me to uh, pray for him to help you She said yes As soon as my hand touched her leg She jumped She said ah oh, the pain's gone it disappeared instantly. And I met her like four weeks later, and um, I asked, you know, because I'm okay, I want to know the truth. Is the pain still there or not? And she said, no, it's my legs are great now. Now, I got her to get born again, and I got a son to get born again. So, you know, we'll meet them in heaven. So these are the things we can do with very little skill. But knowing the plan of salvation and getting that convinced of that in our heart is a big job we've got to do. I believe this life is the life and call to know uh, know God. And knowing him means he's living in you. Carnal knowledge means entry. So knowing God is really what they're referring to as as God Almighty living inside us. So getting back to the little guy, just talking to him, many, many psychiatrists, he's on all the heaviest drugs you can find. I don't worry about that. That's just the flesh. I, I know that our creator can deal with all those drugs in two minutes. So just talking to him has fundamentally changed for the good their life. Now, we have to celebrate these things. This is awesome. Who who are they going to talk to? So here's our mission, should we accept it, to be one of those people in this earth going around doing good like that and, um, you know, uh, watching and demonstrating the the love of God happen. I'm so surprised that that it happens. I I think it's just amazing that it happens. And um, as it happens, you can build your faith up and up and up In the love of God See, faith on its own is an empty bucket You you can't just have faith Faith in what? Faith must be in something See Everyone's got faith Some people have got faith in the poker machines They put their money in, pull the handle And by faith they wish for a jackpot (laughs) But we can misplace faith So faith is the substance of things hoped for So we can be hoping in the love of God, and that's going to direct our faith. Like, how much is the air worth we all just breathed? How many people in the world? Like 7 billion or something like that in the world. All breathing air, and the Creator made enough air for everyone. No one's complaining. They say there's a water shortage, which I don't believe there is, because it can't be destroyed just evaporates again. Um, there's plenty of air. It's pretty fresh in most places. Um, even where it's all fully polluted, it gets replaced. And, yeah, you know, let's all hold our breath for 10 minutes and see how long we last. So without that, we couldn't even enjoy five minutes of life. Yet many walk around not even thankful for that air being available and um, actually, they breathe that air out, cursing others. Breathe it in and breathe it out as a curse. So that's something to think about. Let's breathe in the blessings of the living God. Let's breathe in his love and be kind and be nice. And, and uh, that's how we're going to help the world. Politicians aren't. The Bible already says it. They're going to rape and pillage us. But we can make a difference. And the only difference that can be made is the love of God, the kingdom of heaven on earth. So it is like heaven on earth. So anyway, I hope that's a, a nice message for everyone today. And um,
1: powerful word, my brother.
0: And uh, amen.
1: amen. <laughs> if you're just joining us, it's been an honor to bring to you Peter Wiffen from Brisbane, Australia.
0: Peter, no put Shannon to sleep. Anyway, if, no, if anybody th- wants to get me, good get me on Peter Whiffen at hotmail.com W-H-I double F for Fred, I-N and um, Facebook um, Peter dot at Facebook I'm the little shepherd guy that was me in the school play uh, Sunday school play <laughs> Peter, what is, um, what is your email address? Hiskingdomstable.com uh, is my website where you can download a booklet called Deliverance at the Table and we'll find there that there was deliverance even as far back as King Solomon in the Old Testament. Nothing new under the sun. See, we, we've always had dominion over demons. It was given to Cain. you you should overcome him and uh, we've always said dominion over the demons that's why it was no surprise that Jesus was casting them out but his difference was he's cast them out with understanding and the power of the kingdom of heaven and we have the power in his name power of the kingdom of heaven as we know so you have bad dreams if you have bad situations Call for your inheritance every day. Have communion every day. And um, this is what we can do Without it. And it will change things. Like keys the prayer. Dear, dear Father God, I want my inheritance today. Fill up my account with all the things pertaining to life. Put the spirit of understanding in me. That's in Job put the spirit of understanding in me let me understand you don't receive because we don't ask so we ask like I know I, a lot of times I can't trust my own thoughts I'm, I've got thoughts coming from everywhere but God says he'll guide our steps and we can trust his thoughts to help us amen
1: amen, amen. absolutely Peter can you hear me on this connection Okay, Hang on a second. I don't think Peter could hear me. Let's try him again. Dial him back. Hey, Peter. Hello. Can you hear me?
0: Uh, yeah, my um. My I think, speaker, your,
1: I think speaker your speaker went out. Problem. I was uh, talking to you and you couldn't hear me. No problem. Um, oh. But we got your entire message. Excellent word today. And I um, want to thank you for coming on. I'll text you back, and we'll get you set up for your next show. And uh, God right. richly bless you over there. Uh, for the archive, what shall we title today's program? Do you have a the title? Power of Love. The Power, the power of, love. of Love. I love it. <laughs> My friend, God bless you. We love
0: you, and we'll
1: see you next time.
0: All right. Thank you, and uh, goodbye to everybody, and I uh, hope everything goes well for everyone. Thank you, Peter. Okay.
1: See you later.